The Free Beer and Hot Wings Show Free Clip of the Day. So bands break up all the time. And this is the list uh, by rank of the pettiest reasons they broke up. Now, I I think this is fascinating. Um, At the same time, um, I'm guessing most of these are... Yeah, that's why they broke up. Like, that was the last straw. But I'll bet most of them are the accumulation of death by a thousand cuts. Probably. Yeah. Just based on well, well, all of our own experiences. Mm-hmm. It's oh, rarely one course. thing that makes you go from, everything's great, to, I don't want to see you again. Yeah, usually, you know, you don't have the, the greatest thing going in the world, and you end it because a guy wore your shoes. Mm-hmm. But that might be <laughs> after a million other things. You go, screw you. Yes. Get out. Absolutely. So let's, uh, they have the top 12. Okay. So we're going to start with, um, I don't know this band, uh, Canadian metal band, Witch Rot. Oh, God, I, you know. You don't I, know them? I, I've got Witch all their, Rot. I've got all their posters. <laughs> Was this a song that Kelly chose for, uh, name that tune? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, did they have all two minutes? No, I, yeah, I don't know this. I've heard of both Witch and Rot, so no, this is oh, too recognizable, yeah. yeah. This doesn't seem petty to me, um. It says, uh, well, maybe petty for a metal band. What is it like? It someone was, ate the placenta that they were saving for or, a different person. No, or, someone didn't eat enough placenta. Or that. Oh, <laughs> I bet one of the guys in the band liked friends. Canadian metal band, <laughs> Witch Rot. You're not metal enough. Such a Phoebe. Made an infamous Facebook post to their fans in okay. November of 2018 when Witch Rot member Peter Turek posted the following to the group's Facebook page. Due to the unfortunate reality of our guitarist bleeping my girlfriend of almost seven years, Witch Rot will be taking an extended hiatus. I actually Not- remember this now that you read that you say it and read it. I, however, will be taking continue the band in another space and time. Being ripe with hate, the music is slowly flowing and without a doubt will become the most devastating, torturous music I have ever created. Okay. And that's why we all know Witch Rot that's now. Why, he yeah. then added at the end of that post that the band's drummer had passed, <laughs> leading Turek to clarify that indeed two people he cared about had pierced him a trillion times in the heart. Now, I don't know if that means that uh, the drummer passed, like, not interested, or died. I think died. Yeah, probably but a, a tri- I, I, I don't know, because why would you say that that person pierced him? He said the two people he cared about had pierced him a trillion times in the heart with betrayal and that resentment <sighs> scars like hellfire. Wait, a bummer if you're oh, the guy man. who died and you still get second billing in the Facebook I, post. <laughs> I, I think it was a two-parter. I believe it was his girlfriend and the guitarist were the two people who oh. pierced him. Oh, also, the drummer drummer's exploded. dead. <laughs> yeah. But maybe the drummer had borrowed his favorite T-shirt and then stabbed himself. And that's what he <laughs> and wrecked his favorite shirt. <laughs> well, he taken so literally, he pierced. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Took everything he loved. Uh, okay, let's move to the Violent Femmes. Okay. Blister in the Sun. Blister in the Sun. Yeah, added a couple others. Yeah, yeah they, but had most a, they had a few. Ding, 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 This is the song you know. Mm-hmm. Folk punk rockers, the Violent Femmes, have suffered a few breakups over their 30-plus years, but the one that took place around 2007 is the most notable. Gordon Gunneau sold the rights to their hit, Blister in the Sun, to Wendy's for commercial use. 
That did not sit well with Brian Ritchie, who called Gano both greedy and insensitive before filing a lawsuit. I remember this. Accusing Gano of cheapening the band's reputation. The lawsuit also stated that Gano withheld royalties from Ritchie in what was referred to as an ongoing intra-band dispute. Pettiness aside, Ritchie's predictions about what would happen when Wendy's used the song were correct. Some fans were confused and upset upon hearing the signature riff in the commercial, questioning whether or not the nature of the tune made it bizarre choice to promote burgers and fries. Were they represented by Mike Novak? <laughs> Isn't that a very similar story to... Yeah. Uh, well, not... Oh, Mike Novak, I think he had a... That was legit, because Guitar Hero... Um, oh, that's right. They at stole, the time, yeah. they were using the romantics. Successfully, yeah. uh, what, what I like successful. about you, I think, wasn't it from the yeah. romantics? Yeah, they used a band song, and they were not paying them for it. Yeah, and Sounds I mean, legit. since the <laughs> yeah. nineteen early nineties or late eighties, you can't do that. You can't no, just no, take they, music. Uh, they frown on that. Yeah, right, from what I'm told, and that's so why we accused Mike of trying to ruin Guitar Hero for the world. Yeah, uh-huh. even though <laughs> that he was, was absolutely right. He <laughs> was right, but it was fun to. Give him a hard time. Of course. And you that's know, why you after know how that, fun it is to play that song, Mike. They um <laughs> then they used bands uh from that moment on, they were doing co- they were using good covers, like cover bands. Yeah. For songs that they couldn't get the rights to yeah. for yeah, cheap, totally I guess. Branded. I don't know. The Everly brothers. Um now they really were brothers they, and massive hits. I, Don and Phil Everly. Uh their parents were like, um, Iowa. I read this one time. Uh, the story about their breakup in Rolling Stone. There was a big profile piece. Um, and, Iowa butter um, sculptures. I want to. They, no, they toured all over uh, Iowa as like uh, um, uh, they're they're as a family, like uh, sort of like the Carters with Johnny Cash, like in Walk the Line, where the the whole family went and did entertaining. That's what. So they grew up in it. The rock and roll duo made up of brothers Phil and Don Everly were responsible for hits like Bye Bye Love, Wake Up Little Susie, All I Have to Do Is Dream. The brothers enjoyed success for nearly 20 years until Don showed up drunk to a 1973 show in Buena Park, California. Don could not remember the lyrics to Kathy's Clown, which frustrated Phil to the point that he smashed his guitar over his head and left the stage. Mm. Wow, what a wow. show to be yeah. at. And, and, and Don told the Everly Brothers... The band is done permanently, then played the rest of the show minus the harmonies. And with a guitar smashed over his head. I thought that the audience almost got the best show of their life. They got to see someone smashed with a guitar, and they didn't have to hear, what is it, Kathy's Clown? Kathy's Clown. <laughs> Kathy's Clown, <laughs> It might yeah. be a great that song. It just sounds terrible. Well, and, I, yeah. I doubt you like any of their songs, but it was... I love their. I love all the songs that you previously mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the two hated each other so much, they spoke only one time in 10 years following his meltdown. Dang. And I think I don't. I think one of them passed away, and I think that was when Rolling Stone did the um, "This is why they never got back together" thing. Cream, one of the most iconic classic rock bands of all time. Eric Clapton, yeah. Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker. They only had a two-year run before they called it. Yeah, it was quits. really short. A lot of times hailed as the world's first super group, according to drummer Ginger Baker. The reason they called it quits was because the big martial amps the band used to get that loud, distorted sound they were known for is to blame. The, the distorted sound that they were known for, the amps were the problem. Playing loud had nothing to do with music in reality. It appeared as if the bigger their egos got, the louder they played, with Clapton and Bruce plugging their guitars into martial amps that were stacked between them. 
The final year of the band damaged Baker's hearing, and Clapton even went deaf for a period of time. Mm, yeah. I don't know if that... I guess it's petty that they kept each trying to turn their amp up louder. Oh, that's really common with bands. Like, really common. Just Where the it just keeps getting out. louder and louder. Because, well, it. everybody thinks their part... Well, I can't hear myself well enough, so they keep turning it up. Yeah, I... Yeah. I've known many bands that... Just uh, even small bands. <laughs> I'll do the same thing. You go, dudes. It's too loud, man. Like, yeah. Nobody can hear anything. You nobody gotta likes it. Back it off. Bust your monitor up a little bit. Rage Against the Machine. This one you'll remember. <clears throat> I think things are going south in my throat. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. I'd like to uh, see something yeah. go south <laughs> down your throat. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine, notorious for their anarchist activists and their ways. They spoke out against corporate America, capitalism, and imperialism, not to mention U.S. foreign policy. They were banned from Saturday Night Live in 1996 for suspending upside-down American flags from their amps, and they started a riot at the Democratic National Convention. I didn't remember any of those yeah. things. No. Things began to spiral for rage when they lost to Limp Biscuit for Best Rock Video at the 2000 <laughs> MTV Video Music Awards. Yeah, they sure did. Oh, which this when he cl- uh, prompted bassist Tim Comerford to climb to the top of a... <laughs> we did? Yeah, we didn't know. That yeah. was him? Read the, read the rest of this, yeah. And then we'll later go. on, he was interviewed <laughs> to climb to the top of a fake palm tree placed directly behind the podium in protest. As members of Limp Bizkit collected their award, Comerford began furiously shaking the tree. That resulted in a scuffle between stagehands and security, leading to Comerford spending the night behind bars. After expressing his humiliation over the ordeal, Frontman Zach De La Roca announced his decision to leave the band, claiming it was because the band hadn't achieved a musical or political goals that it had set out for. And though Comerford's antics were not the cause of the split, it appears to be the straw that broke the camel's back. That is that is petty, because you're at an award show that is fake, pretty much, because they're giving Limp Biscuit an award. Yeah. He's climbing on a thing. It's a dumb, it's, a it's just some stupid <laughs> prop. Yeah, like, I don't know. What else are you supposed to do there? Treat it seriously? Apparently, <laughs> Zach uh, De La Rocha, or Roca did. Um, but yeah, that was the guy that years later, his, uh, <laughs> we would be at a, um, God, not Soundgarden, uh, audio slave, audio, audio slave, slave, audio yeah. slave show playing here. We're there backstage, and we thought we were going to interview one of the people that we would have recognized. Well, Chris we, Cornell. Know, we thought we Chris thought it was going to be Chris Cornell or Tom Morello. Yes, yeah. and we were told it'll be one of the two. Yeah, which so, I mean, those are the two guys everyone knows. Not that nobody knows the other guy, but we, you know, that's well, not who we were prepared for. We're a, we prepped for the other two. We're in a broom yeah. closet. We were, we were in, the, Five in, in a room like. What, what would you say? Maybe like three by four? Yeah. I mean, really? it was tight. It was, it was ridiculous. Four of us, the engineer and our program director, and then in walked the the dude, the bassist. And and he walked in. We were already on live. And JT goes, uh, our boss, like gives us the hand gesture of, here he is. Here he and is. And it wasn't either of the two <laughs> guys that we That we recognize visually from their faces. And I wasn't smart enough to really dig into the band all the way. And yeah, like now I would have been more prepared, but back then I'm like, that's fine. Eh. Well, then we would have. So then said, I introduced him as we're backstage with Audio Slave. <laughs> hey, 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 buddy. 
A-S. Hey, how's it going? And then, yeah, it was just a lot of Tell everybody who questions. you are! <laughs> yeah, like, if we had known who he was, we could have asked him about that incident. He or was... just being in, you know, one of the most iconic rock bands of all time. But yes. we were, is he a studio Yeah, musician? we didn't know who but... he was. He was a super pro about it, to his credit. He was. He was, he, he was great. He, he didn't call us out. He didn't. And he knew. No. He figured it out pretty quickly about the time I said, we're backstage with yeah. Audio Slave. With man. And then all of us are whispering secrets with one headphone off the entire time. Yeah, we're Who trying to it? we're trying to do internet research on phones then. So then yeah. <laughs> it's just like impossible. Yeah, flip go, phones. I don't know what we're doing. So then and the texting people. The questions this. were things like, What's it like being in a super group with Tom Morello and Chris Cornell? Oh. The guys we thought we were talking to. Are they here? Can you get them? Do you think Chris Cornell will be around forever? Should I skip this show? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. I think about that all the time. Because all of us are like, ah, we'll get them next time they're in town. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weeknight, man. Late. I don't either. I, that's because I <laughs> deleted watch. Tyler Dempsey. Call Tyler Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was weird. Mine does that every now and then, too. That was that really messed with my brain. Yeah, it usually have I turned her off on my my watch because if you like, sometimes my wrist will just hit the button and yeah. then I'll just hear a noise. That must have been oh, what I did. Shush. Uh, Limp Biscuit was awesome. Doug in Rockwood, Tennessee writes, "You shut your whore mouth, Joe." Okay, All right, well, <laughs> you're right, man. I'm sure okay. you can see them. They're right next to Annie Ann's pretzels right now until ten o'clock. Oh, that sounds delicious. Swedish punk rockers refused. I don't know this band. Didn't spend much time together as a band, but they definitely left a lasting lasting impression. They're what 19, band? Uh, refused. Oh. <laughs> I, I I heard it as this, this Swedish rock band refused, and then we were waiting for you to say to go on stage together, and we're like, well, but who are they? ABBA <laughs> refused 1998 album, The Shape of Punk to Come, has spawned numerous think pieces. Critics calling it everything from a classic to the most overrated punk album of the 90s. Uh, it seems that everyone can agree on one thing, however, the album. Broke the band up. It is an anti-capitalist manifesto disguised as a blueprint for navigating the future of punk. When the album didn't bring down capitalism, the band quit. Oh, my God, these guys. Well, this is like Zach De La Rocha, where he's like, uh, you know, hey, uh, Rage, you know, we had a couple of really good albums and uh, some real strong uh, protest songs, but... We didn't topple the government. I'm out. Yeah. Well, what did you think? Incredibly successful and wealthy. It hasn't done... It hasn't not made us that and yeah. everybody else that. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, a band as big as the Beatles sang about the tax man, but we still pay taxes. You ain't going to change everything, man. Like, just chill. They went on a tour of mostly basements and coffee houses with poor attendance, canceled the remaining dates after police shut down their final show in Virginia. They broke up a few months after the album's release, citing the Virginia show as our last feeble attempt to break the linear timeline that the modern ways of production has forced upon us. I oh can't even God. believe oh, that man. anyone... Limp Biscuit said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots get access to the podcast, segment 17, and watch the webcams. You can be an idiot, too. Sign up at freebeerandhotwings.com.